going on? Well, it can't be helped. Let's search for him separately. I'll check the dining room again. Okay. I'll try the door on the opposite side. This mansion is gigantic. We could get into trouble if we get lost. We should start from the first floor, okay? And... Jill, here's a lockpick. It might be handy if you, the master of unlocking, take it with you. Hello, and you're listening to Dem Fancy Dinosaurs, the shit-talking podcast for movies, TV shows, and pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle, and with me this week, we have Nico, other host. Hi, Nico. Time. We're on Discord Prime. On Discord. We're totally doing stuff. And then we also... Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I think we got some stragglers somewhere. Um, all right, we got we we got this one guy named Car Bone Water. Yeah, Car Bone Water. So, so I'm yeah. saying something. Like, said some sort of mm. made up name. <laughs> Car Bone Water. Yep. Q, Q, Q Bone Water. <laughs> oh, that's Q Bone it. Water. So yeah, Car Bone Water. Run. Our um our designer. Yeah. Guy who um. You know, Gave a face to our uh, damn fancy dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Yeah, I looked. I looked at your guys' design. I was like, "This is trash." You need to make this better. Yeah, so you I did. Because <laughs> I, I just did <laughs> shitty thing in Photoshop. I just took some dinosaurs <laughs> and put it. <laughs> <laughs> it, took, it, it took him like twenty minutes. Poor Kyle. He tried. <laughs> yeah, I did. It was I, good. I like that one. I still got a T-shirt of it. <laughs> I, got, I actually got that on a T-shirt. <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> and Super retro. Yeah. Our fourth host and coming back for his um I don't know like twentieth consecutive go, which is the other fancy dinosaur, Nerdy Nick. Hello everyone. Yes, yeah, sorry if I don't sound the best of in the weather at the moment, but I'll try my best. Uh, okay. No worries yet. No, I- I'm a bit under the weather as well. <sighs> don't go into the long grass. Don't go into the long grass. That's where the, the third dead fancy dinosaur is. Uh, talking about long grass, have you seen the trailer for that? Grass. Where people just go into long grass and get lost? Yeah, and they can't get out. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, we'll just go back where we came. Oh, no, we, we can't get out. Yeah, so they're just lost in grass. <laughs> Man, <laughs> yeah, that's Pokemon, good. The live action movie. Yeah. It's based on a Stephen King novella. Yeah. Um, just saying, this week we're continuing our horror-themed podcast, and we're doing horror video games. Oh, Yay! 
Cock sleeping, everybody. Ah, uh, uh, turn the system bit. off. <laughs> Book town. Um, first of all, do you guys enjoy horror games? On my Xbox. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, horror games are definitely pretty interesting, but they definitely have evolved over time. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends because there are like different layers of horror. Like some are like more jump scary, and others are, like more psychological horror. So yeah, even if you do enjoy one or the other, there's definitely a lack of games out there for you to yeah, definitely check out if you want to check out the horror genre. Yeah, see, with me with horror, because I I don't particularly like horror. It's not that I don't like it. It's just it doesn't interest me all that much, horror as a genre. With video games, I I do love my horror video games more for the story than the being scared. like to be spooked. Yeah, uh, no. It's, <laughs> did you not see my um my uh, Dead Space stream, dude? That was fucking terrifying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like there are parts of that that just. A shit scary. I'm almost scared of your screams sometimes. <laughs> I get way because I get really into video games. Like I'm in there. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. Yeah. What are you more immersive? Well, well, yeah. Like, I look at horror games as exactly the same as horror films. I like. I really love horror films, and there's a lot of horror games that I played throughout the years that I actually really recommend of really great series that have come from horror games. Nice. Yeah, so Ooh. yeah, it gets the thumbs up for me as well, that series too. Yep. And Nico? So yeah, horror games for me. I think the first real horror game I played was the Resident Evil one on the GameCube. So oh, I was a bit nice. of a late bloomer. Yeah, I, I, I would say that, that was actually but my first horror game as well. Of a love for all those ones. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was one of the best remakes that was a I think I've ever played. Oh yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah, there's definitely a... Uh... Actually, scared. Uh, how you should really go out with like remakes. The guys who did, oh, were behind the Resident Evil yeah. One remake were just geniuses. They they loved the game Resident Evil, and they just wanted to make it better, and they did. Well, there's yeah, actually they definitely, small point. Uh, they definitely worked with the limitations of the GameCube as well, because they yeah. pretty much did stuff that you shouldn't be able to do on that on that platform. Yeah, they just made it as as good looking as they could. Yeah, like, how they even do this? It looks so good. Yeah, and even today, the GameCube game, uh, game of Resident Evil 1 still holds up. Um, yeah, so much so that they just directly ported it to new systems and, <laughs> yeah. it. and it's like, yeah, good enough. Oh, yeah. Well, the talk about why it looks so good graphically and everything, it's actually because the creator of the Resident Evil series, uh, Shinji Mikami, mm-hmm. uh, actually hated working on the PS2 soft, uh, hardware entirely after they worked on Devil May Cry, the first one, which was actually meant to be the new Resident Evil. <laughs> I thought that was supposed to be Resident Evil 4. Yes, that was supposed to be Resident Evil 4, but then they saw it was too much of an action game. They turned it into Devil May Cry. Mm-hmm. You can actually look up videos on YouTube called uh, Resident Evil 3.5, and it shows like audio, early footage, footage of, uh, yeah, it looks of Leon awesome. walking around like a haunted mansion. Fighting like ghost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like this and shit. That would have been awesome. All right, so shall we uh, have a little bit of um, his- a brief history on horror video games? Yeah. Well, yeah, basically, a yes. brief history is they're horror video games, so they have to be, as we talked about, horrors and everything else. Uh, but we're going to ta- start with the what is on record from as much research as I did around is a game from 1981 called Nostromo, N-O-S-T-R-O-M-O, for the okay. Commodore P. 
2001. And this system that it was released was in 1977. So it is 42 years old. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting you to say the first hurricane game was E.T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that game was terrified. Have you ever played it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ostromo is basically it's a one-player alien game where you sneak around a ship and you are a square. The alien looks like a, uh, you know, when you click the at in between addresses and stuff when you write, right? The, yeah, the at symbol. Yeah, the at symbol. Oh, yeah. It yeah, looks exactly like that. And it's a top-down, and there is a video of it running on YouTube <laughs> called Nostromo.bas. Um, the box okay. art can be found on uh, The alien looks like a giant eyeball in a ball of spaghetti that glows. It has needles and spikes sticking out of it. <laughs> I'm sure the cover the art for that game would be awesome. Yeah, that's what the alien it looks like on the cover art. I was just saying Nostromo is the name of the ship in Alien, the first one. Really? Oh. I wonder if it has any, like, historical reference then. That'll be well, interesting. Well, probably have a look at more research into that. Yeah. The term survival horror that we call horror games now was probably, get, uh, probably given to the genre by the release of Resident Evil on the PS1 because that's how they advertised it. And from now on, that's what we usually call horror games now, as the survival horror. And then, um, yeah, because I remember before um, with Resident Evil 1, when that first got released, the term survival horror was a big thing and people loved those games. And then Resident Evil 4 came out and changed the landscape of horror games, made action horror a thing. That was the next big thing. Yeah. And um, that that's still going on today. Yeah. They seem to be able to hit that note, but they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it again. So no, fucking oh, up. Have, have a way of being a high note and then not being able to repeat it. Well, they tried know. to do it again, but they did it too similar with with um five and six. They were like, "Hey, you know, everyone likes this thing. Let's do it again." But yeah, no, but now it's too they similar. um they kept trying to um rely too much on the gameplay of those games, and I feel like that the gameplay was overdeveloped while the story was underdeveloped in those games, if that makes sense. Because I played Resident Evil uh, yeah. 5 and 6, no, that's and true. it just, story felt underdeveloped, gameplay overdeveloped. And then I haven't yeah, played 100%. Resident they Evil. They tried to go for their whole co-op route in the 5. Yeah. And Bro, it like, it's oh, the perfect God. month for you to play Resident Evil 7. Uh, it is the perfect month for you to play Resident Evil 7. It is the perfect horror game. It is the perfect horror game. Uh, I think uh, I will disagree. I reckon Dead Space is my perfect horror game. I, I love my sci-fi. Oh, yeah, it's a different kind of horror. It's it's not a yeah. yeah. It's not a cosmic horror. It's a fucked up. Um, we live in trailer trash family horror. So it's, uh, it's uh, basically Devil's, is the it Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the game. <laughs> yeah, or uh, is it Devil's Rejects? Uh, it's, and... Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's more Devil's Rejects meets um kind. No, it's the House of a Thousand Corpses yeah, meets. That's one. I don't know Dead Space. I guess. Because <laughs> it's kind of like necromorphs in it. <laughs> I like that. That's um, that's cool. But yeah, well, at the moment, um, I've been playing um, Dead Space on Twitch. Uh, I did a, f- I've done, I played it twice so far. That game is just fucking. It scares me. It really does, and it's really good playing it after uh, playing it again after a long time because I don't remember anything of it. I played it when it first came out and I fucking fell in love with it. And so 
I'm going through, I don't know where all the jump scares are coming from. So every, and I don't know where to go or anything like that. So it's basically new to me. I still remember how to um, do the combat, really. Because I remember um, when I was doing the first uh, stream, um, one of the guys on there was saying, oh, wow, like you're using a lot of punches and key uh, and stomps and stuff. I'm like, this is how you play the game, isn't it? <laughs> He's like, no, nah, I normally run out of ammunition. <laughs> like, oh, okay, just... Yeah, I barely use any <laughs> ammunition in those games because I'm always very conservative. Take Resident Evil 4, whenever I play that, I just use the knife. <laughs> and by the end, I'm just like carrying fucking heaps of goddamn bullets. Just throw them at the enemies and they die because there are just so many bullets, they drown in them. <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> yeah. the difference between survival horror and action horror is mm. the amount of resources. The, the difference between survival horror and action horror is the amount of resources. That's yes. It. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I agree with that. What are some some of your predominant uh, horror games, um, Nico? Uh, okay, so Resident Evil Seven, of course. Yep. Um, to a point, uh, the Silent Hill games, obviously. Yep. Nice. Uh, in particular, Silent Hill Shattered Memories. Uh, mm. You were the actual one who showed me that one. Yeah. God damn that game. I mean, Shattered Memories uh-huh. was interesting in the way that you know it said we play you more than you play it. Did. You could only run. You couldn't attack back. Yeah. And the monsters change depending on how you answered the quiz, like the mm-hmm. psychologist talking yep. with him. So like, I had a different monster. Uh, Eternal Darkness. I mean, oh, Eternal see, Darkness I was going to, I was going to bring that up, man. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> Deb, yeah, that that fucking game, that that one there, like changed, like it didn't change me, but it got me thinking more about game development. Because they, they did things like, oh, deleting your memory card, deleting your save data, turning the volume on the TV down. It used the game to fuck with you. And that was a mechanic of the game, which was really interesting. And it, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit more to being to game design. Well, they've never, they've never recreated that whole cosmic horror-esque thing. Like, they've had cosmic horror games since then, like Call of Cthulhu, The Sunken City, but they mm. haven't like employed those things that eternal darkness did that did a good job it did a fucking like amazing job actually implementing um, as a person. yeah because that's what cosmic horror is about it's it's about something so beyond yourself that you can't comprehend it it makes you go insane i think that's like every every lovecraft story and you end up going to yeah. yeah, and then, you know, if I was playing that with you, I'd think you're doing it, and I'd go into your room and murder you, and that would be Lovecraft <laughs> all over it. <laughs> um, what about you, Dylan? Uh, yeah, in terms of uh, horror game, there's uh, classics like the uh, the Fear series. I didn't play um, Fear 1, but uh, Fear 2 I played a lot of. <laughs> yep. Definitely, uh, definitely yeah. uh, I love a great generation well. there. Not so much the third one. That one was pretty. Eh. Yeah, yeah. So that happens. A bit. It happens with a lot of uh, series. You end up getting to number three, and it's definitely uh, not as great as the other ones. What did fear yeah. stand for again? Uh, uh, something first enforcement, something recon. I don't know. Mm. Really, uh, <laughs> tell you. It's basically your first response right. to supernatural events. Yeah, <laughs> because you are a supernatural soldier <laughs> that does like yes. kung fu and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And as well, there's uh like more horror game, more modern horror games. Well, I guess there's like a game series that's pretty much revitalized the uh, the horror genre in general. Even though it's kind of like psychological horror, but like not really. 
and that'll be the uh, the Five Nights at Freddy's series. Yeah, the, which oh, is yeah. actually which is actually Enormous. kind of a genius game. Like you know, it's pretty much blown up overnight, but it's like very minimalistic the way that it's made. Yeah, definitely. And as well, like it's like Dark Souls ish the way you have to like dig out the lore, and people like make fucking. YouTube channels like dedicated to like trying to like piece together the pieces. Yeah, they like, do. Oh my god, it's it was there all along, and we never saw it. That kind of yeah. Thing, so. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I Five Nights at Freddy's did that really <sighs> well. Um, but uh, like I, I played fight the first one, and I just couldn't get into it myself. <laughs> it's just I think it was just too minimalistic for me. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of like waiting and like uh testing out stuff it's like oh i yeah. have to do stuff like this and but, like uh, and eventually as you go along it becomes harder and harder so yeah but the, the entire, challenge is definitely there yeah. but you know it definitely starts off very slow i felt like the entire game because it literally was just waiting around to be to have a jump scare yeah that was the entire point of the game to give you a jump yeah, scare. and even 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 like looking at the series myself i kind of like like the the lore and the characters more than actually like gameplay yeah so yeah i, yeah, I think you know, that's actually even got the element of like looking from afar being like oh okay i can like it for this and mm-hmm. there's even you know the you know, the novels in the book series so even yeah. if you don't give a shit about the gameplay as all, at all, at all you know, <laughs> so just jump into that and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um nerdy nick uh, i remember actually the first horror game i played was maniac mansion Maniac, uh, I've never heard that one. Oh, it's uh, it was a game where it was based where you played as four a point and click adventure game where mm-hmm. you play as four characters and there was a meteorite that landed behind this mansion. So it's like a Scooby gang where we're like, hey guys, let's just go for this mansion, these strangers' mansion, to see what's back there and everything. Turns out it's cannibals that live in the mansion, but they're like <laughs> super genius cannibals. <laughs> And since it's a point yeah. and click, you can, like, at the very start, go into the fridge, and one of the scientists is just like, oh, I'm going to go back up the stairs. And when he does, they go to the fridge, and you can actually take his sandwich, and he comes back later on, and he's just like, hey, where's my sandwich? <laughs> but, yeah, it was um, like those old point and click games, King's very, Quest very trial good. and error. So it was on the per- computer, and it was on the NES as well. Never heard I love of those it. games. <laughs> what games, what awesome. games? Like, the ones that you've never heard of? The point and click games. Uh, yeah, the, oh. I love games I've never heard of. I yeah. love old media that I'm unaware of in this universe. <laughs> this existed all along? Wow, crazy. <laughs> One of my favorite point-and-click horror games is a game called uh, I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Oh, yeah, yeah that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, that, that, that got remastered for Steam, so you can yeah, I've got it. It's usually pretty cheap. Yeah, I've got it on Steam. Um, I've only played a couple of hours of it, but it's fucking. it's just so full of content. Oh, yeah. It's so it'll full of content. It'll definitely mindfuck you. Oh, and that was yeah, originally yeah. based off a short story, which yeah. is crazy. Mm. And, and they got the original guy to come back and uh, and make a pretty much a expanded adaption on it. And he yeah. actually, uh, the writer actually voiced Am the supercomputer in it as well. So yeah, nice. Yeah, except I, I think I remember he didn't actually like it that much. No, I think the original origin of that story is like you know he was going through a divorce and like he lost his house and. Pretty much, yeah. his, his kids went to these his kids told him to go fuck himself, and he was yeah. just at a really damn point, and he just like wrote that story out of that. Yeah, because so. he like for the script for the video game, I think he wrote like forty thousand pages mm. of story. So something like that, I remember reading it was huge amounts past the original story, uh, past the original short book. By the way, it's a pretty yeah. small book. Um, yeah, it's just definitely not lengthy at all. Yeah, yeah. Th- that game is um, 
So it's uh, for viewers that don't know, I have no mouth and I must scream is a, the story goes like this. Okay. Um, they basically humanity created a supercomputer. So Skynet think, you know, Terminator and it destroyed the world. It wins. And what it, it hates humanity for creating it. So it knows humans are, it's humans created it and it, absolutely detests them so after pretty much killing every single person on the planet it decided to keep five humans alive and torture them yeah and it tortured yeah. them for a hundred years yeah so it actually kept them alive it basically made them immortal and so it can just torture them and just get amusement from a tor- torturing him because what else does a supercomputer do it literally it can't die, can't eat. It's um, it has no real real way to entertain itself beyond that. <laughs> it doesn't. It has desires, but it can't actually do anything because it knows of the fear. It knows about humans and what they can actually do and how free they can be. But humans created it. I think what was the name again? Um, uh, it was called M. Yeah, M. Yeah, and M. Basically, they created this thing Allied that has, marketer. yeah, it created this thing with free will, with a mind, but it's still in prison because it can't actually have a, a a living body. So it's still in a prison, but it has complete free will. It it can have empathy, it can have curiosity, it can have all these things, but it's still trapped in a box. So absolutely detest humans and the torturing that goes through these people it it takes their biggest fears and puts them onto uh, onto these five humans left and just the climax of the story it just it haunts me to this day <laughs> and i don't want to spoil it for anybody but it is truly a haunting tale this is yeah, why i'm actually definitely worth uh, checking out for those that are listening and yeah. you know, as i said you know it's on yeah. steam it's on it's cheap you can run it on potato yeah so. definitely and if you don't yeah, if you're not it. into video games that much check out this short story um i have no mouth and i must scream it is just i can't give it enough praise mm. fucking terrifying haunting actually haunting mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. all right um uh, before finishing up, uh, since Nico said he really likes point and clicks, I was going to give a quick recommendation to another horror game that's on the Super Nintendo, which is oh. called the Clock Tower Games. Oh yes, I don't know those ones either. Ah uh, yes, Clock yeah, Tower. It's um, yes, it's basically you're adopted. You and your bunch of girls are taken from adoption uh, agency and taken out to a castle in the middle of nowhere. And then mm-hmm. suddenly, out of nowhere, a man, a midget kind of thing, carrying large scissors, just starts chasing after all of you. It's <laughs> a point and quick adventure to solve the mystery at the same what? time while avoiding him. <sighs> okay. But yeah, it actually does it with the survival horror elements. Like there'll be some parts where he'll just randomly come out and it will completely change the path that you have to go through and everything too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like completely random where he spawns and like where he can spawn, which makes it kind of like really difficult to actually finish that game. <laughs> yeah. Really? Okay. Um, it was pretty tough. And then after a couple of games, uh, Capcom ended up taking it and then killing it pretty much. Like yeah, I think uh, I think they made the uh, the third game in the series, which wasn't that great, and then it yeah. ended up axing it off. So. <sighs> mm. Yes, um, yeah, it was developed by Capcom and Sunsoft, and then um, <laughs> it just did not 
hit the market because they thought they owned survival horror at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Capcom, um, they're an awesome company. Um, Nico, Dylan, you guys have been playing a few um, more modern horror games, say like Dead by Daylight? Yeah, yeah, Dead by Daylight is definitely uh, more modern, but I guess it like relies on a nostalgia more than anything. Yep. Because, like, you know, the mechanics are there, you know. Um, yeah. But, you know, when you're playing as the killer, your job is to hunt down survivors point. before they can escape. And, you know, playing as survivor, you got to prepare the generators and escape before the killer can kill you. So it's pretty what, much like two games. What type of game is it? Uh, it's like a cat and mouse type game. Uh. You know, you gotta you gotta like try to use your uh, your abilities and mechanics to make sure you don't get found, and in mm. reverse, you gotta try to use the the killer's abilities to try to yeah try multi to find game, the, yeah. Uh, the the survivors. But uh, yeah, it was a lot relying on nostalgia more than anything because there's like a, a lot of guest characters, mm-hmm. especially with like the new modern uh, Stranger Things guests. It's like oh, it's your it's your favorite show, Stranger Things, in the video game by the mm-hmm. DLC. <laughs> wait, wait, buy it. wait. Okay, just. Well, Okay, we got to go into um, Inception here because think about the layers of nostalgia. Okay, so this is a game that relies on nostalgia. So it got characters from a show that is a nostalgia show. Yeah, well, every, every, it's like that's that's more like the, the more the modern one, but you know, this, you know, yeah, but Stranger there's, Things, there's, there's Freddy show. from you know Friday's Thirteenth. There's, I mean, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street. There's, no, I'm know, just Leatherface. I'm just making the point that it's it got characters from a show that relies on nostalgia. Because oh yeah, that's I what guess, Stranger yeah. Thing is. It, it's a nostalgia. Yeah, it's like balls remember the eighties. Yeah. And now it's like remember then, Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> remember Stranger Things that remembers the eighties. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. there's some a few layers of nostalgia well, right there. Um, evolve. Yeah. yeah. Well, a few years before that, Evolve came out and kind of coined this whole four v one style of gameplay, hmm. and it didn't reach anywhere where they wanted it to go but it created a kind of uh, a genre that people are really yeah. adapting to nowadays with yeah so there's like so many games that are coming out new predator games that, like, that people are really going to go with yeah yeah the whole four versus one and even like more than four versus one i guess with like friday the 13th the game but yeah. um but yeah i think the reason why um dead by daylight is doing so well is because it's constantly like adding content you know yeah. every, every like couple of months it's like oh here's a new character and they're constantly like tweaking mechanics, and even now they're like still adding like more mechanics and like refining the system. So mm. they keep on giving reasons for people to come back because that game, oh man, that game's a fucking grind and a half. Jeez, <laughs> try to like level up your character yeah, and whatnot. It is. It's oh, like yeah. oh, time to repair the generators for like the thirty millionth time again. <laughs> but uh, but even with that, apparently like they are adding more mechanics and like more shit to do. Yeah. Versus oh, time to hit the generator. He comes to skill check. Yeah. Here it comes. Oh, I hit it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, I haven't played it yet. Like, uh, I missed it. I got to run away. What's that? <laughs> oh, in, in the sorry, game. I was just uh, oh, continuing on from what I was just continuing on from what Dylan was saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now, comes the killer. Time um, to run. Okay. Nick, a game you kind of got obsessed with was Slender. The eight pages, didn't you? Yes, but then I realized it was a bad game. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Well, everyone, everyone got obsessed with the eight pages, and then they then they made the full version, uh, Slender: The Arrival. Yeah. Did you play that game? 
which was actually the most unterrifying motif for a monster. Yeah, I did. I played it on Twitch actually, and uh, it just became a walk-in simulator. Because once you found out that all you got to do is face away from the monster and uh, he doesn't attack you, you're all good. You're all set. Like, really? basically, like it's like if, <laughs> if fucking if um, Arnold Schwarzenegger just threw his gun down in Predator, the Predator wouldn't do anything. <laughs> it's like that. It's the equivalent of that. It's like, oh, no, I'm not going to fight you. I'm just going to chuck my gun on the ground. It's like, oh, come on, man, pick it up. I, I want to hunt. It's like, you can't hunt me. I'm not a hunter. <laughs> but um, like, but it kind of it kind of gave this idea for modern horror um, so? that isn't going so well these days. Um, well, so we've got games like this. We've got games like Layers of Fear. Um, Blue team is. who worked on Layers of Fear also worked on the Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Layers of Fear was basically it was kind of like a more more interact no not more interactive a more layered version of say Dear Esther something like that, okay. which is wandering through a theme. Yeah. There's some spooks. Yeah. But modern horror has kind of taken a weird turn. It's not as scary. It could be, yep. you know, the uncanny valleys catching up or not, but it's just losing its sting. Mm. Yeah. Um, a lot of games like the Sunken City and the Cosmic Horror Games. Uh, yeah, they're, yep. they're pretty much relying on, like, YouTubers to carry their brands. Because obviously YouTubers will like overreact, and then people will watch that and be like, "Oh, they're so scary! I want to buy this game. It looks yeah. so it looks so scary." And then they buy it, and they play. It's like, "Oh, nothing happens." Oh. Well, yeah, like um, I just there's these developers. I feel like a lot of developers lately just don't really think about the design of the levels and games themselves too much anymore. Like um, going back to Dead Space, the original, right? Um, Like I said, I've, I've been playing through it and it's just the actual design of it is amazing. And it's not just jump scares. It, it pushes you into these situations that scare you, right? I just, I remember this one part where, I go to the, down this elevator, right? And I see one of the um, necrom- necromorphs, I think they're called. Yeah, necromorphs. And it runs down the hallway, right? So you, uh, as I was playing it, I'm just like, I'm getting, I, I saw this fucking thing that's going to probably kill me. So I'm just like, pull out my goddamn cutting tool, my, my cutting gun, right? I'm just walking down the hallway slowly, slowly. And I look down the hallway and I see it, um, Start around the corner again. I'm like, okay, it's starting around the corner. So the game, the game is forcing your attention on this goddamn enemy. And as I kept follow, going down the hallway, the corridor for it, I get to the end and I see it just go into a goddamn vent. I'm like, oh, fucking missed it. And then all of a sudden, um, a necromorph comes up behind me. I see it on just on the camera. I'm like, oh my god, there's one behind me. I gotta fucking run run for it or it's going to kill me and there's a corner right where the um just in front of me right and i run down and there's a goddamn damn another necromorph there so it forces you to run into this other one that scares the shit out of you again so just in the span of a very short time i was it just i went from being shit scared to be fucking terrified (laughs) and that was game design (laughs) That was designing this one scenario to sh- sh- actually scare the shit out of you, mm. and I feel like there's a there's a big loss in design, and a lot of 
game companies and designers, they just rely on the the jump scares. Yeah, well, it's kind of tough in games, you know, in media or in films, I guess. It's a bit easier <laughs> with horror because, you know, you're always focused in, like, one direction and they have full control of, like, where yeah. you're actually looking. But in games, you know, you have full control of, like, where you can be looking. Yes. So with yeah. jump scares, it's all in your face and, you know, there's no yeah. way you, can, you, you can't avoid it. Versus yes. in some game we have full control of the camera. You could yeah. be like looking down the floor. You could be looking the opposite direction. Yep. You know, could be but see, the ceiling could be in, could be in your menu. Mm-hmm. So Th- that's why I said in, the the scare could go off, and but you'd be like wouldn't even be looking at it. Yeah, so. that's why I said like in in that in that part that I was telling you about in Dead Space, right? They they catch your attention with that one fucking enemy that runs down the hallway, and so that's where your attention gets gets locked. And anybody who plays that one part, I reckon the exact same thing is going to happen to everybody who plays it. Their attention will get locked on that one enemy. They walk around the corner. They see it dart again. They see it jump to a vent. The enemy comes up behind them. It will freak them out. Then they run forward, and then there's another one. And that is design. That might be why, like, in a lot of horror games, like, the environments are definitely a lot more... uh... Claustrophobic, I guess. So yeah, detailed. And you from actually, got to try you know, to, yeah, to get away. those good scares. You got to try to force the player's attention somewhere, and then yeah, hit them like, from the outside. Uh, even playing through uh, Alien Isolation earlier this year, definitely mm-hmm. a lot of the environments are definitely feeling a lot more cramped. To the yep. point where you can pretty much like look up at the ceiling, and it's like, oh, my head's like right next to the ceiling. How tall is this? <laughs> um oh another great design about um dead space is um the hud the hud is inbuilt onto your character so yeah i i think that was like one of the first games where they actually like we want like the the hud to actually be an element of like inside the game yeah and it puts you more into the game yeah i think it's like obviously try trying not to break immersion that way yeah, one of the things that people hate is like you know gamey mechanics. I guess that's like weird to say when you're playing a video game. Yeah, but like people that really get themselves in the moment. Well, it's especially like, oh, I don't you want. Know. I want to you know hear like snake press the action button. And it's like oh <laughs> yeah, just took me right out of the game. Thanks. Especially <laughs> in horror games, you know you want to be immersed. And the yeah, HUD, your life on the back. Um, when you hold up your gun, you're the ammunition of how m- how many bullets are in your gun comes up as a hologram. And then you're like, oh, okay, how's that hologram getting there? You realize that um, on your character, there's this screen in front of him on his chest that actually shines the holograms in front of him. And you can see the light coming from the um, this screen on his chest uh, and, you know, showing the hologram of the screen of whatever if he's talking to somebody, which is all amazing. And, he, and even with his health bar, it's like literally just a meter that's on his back. So yeah. you're like seeing it at all times. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, it's like a bar at the bottom. No, it's just, just there. Fucking, you can see it at all times. Like I said, the guys who developed Dead Space 1, geniuses, I reckon. Mm. Such, an, such a well-developed game. Yeah, it definitely was really smart. But then, unfortunately, mm. Mr. AEA stepped in. And was like, oh, that's a nice video game you got there. Shame <laughs> if we ruined it. Oh, wait, we did. <laughs> <laughs> you know what sells really well? Gears of War, guys. Let's think- copy that. <laughs> um, let's duck into the promo zone, guys. Sure. Uh, when we get back, we'll talk about some more of uh, from the past and move in to the next ones.
Yeah, yeah, right. definitely. Uh, okay. We'll be right back, everyone. Bye, guys. Don't be too Bye. scared of the promos. Bye. I'm going to read The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Are you? Once upon oh, a scary. fearless morn, I saw something, What's... something. Oh, oh, oh Edgar. There not Edgar. Bird of my dog. James L. Jones. Like, Get out. And the bird was like, no. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we Once in the promo zone? Hey, everybody. This is Sedge. And this is King Kegel, a.k.a. Lightsaber Ninja. And we're two of the three hosts of Gaming Casual. A gaming podcast where three idiots discuss games in the gaming industry casually. Sometimes we get along, sometimes we disagree, and sometimes we go on 45-minute rants about consoles that haven't released yet. Hey, 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 I'm innocent here. Bullshit. Check us out on Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes release every Thursday. And not for nothing, but every single person that listens to our podcast happens to be a genius and attractive. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Hey, I'm Lucas, the host of Wonder Soul, a weekly podcast series featuring a variety of topics dealing with life's many passions and experiences. Join me and friends each week as I discuss topics ranging from pop culture to real life conversations that all can find relatable. New episodes bring new guests and new topics and release every Friday. More content can be found on Wondersoul's YouTube and Twitch channels. Stay up to date and connect with Wondersoul through social media by following us on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope that you enjoy Wondersoul wherever you listen to podcasts. So do good and take care. Hey, this is Liz. Hey, this is Heather, and we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast, a show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We are talking Star Wars, Star Trek, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. See you soon. And the bird came in my house. And we're back from the promo zone, everyone. Hopefully you enjoy those podcasts. Yeah. Please. So it's great. Like and subscribe them. Yep. Buy that mug. The $30 mug. It makes good <laughs> coffee. <laughs> we still don't have a $30 mug yet. Yeah, but what about the toaster? Um, okay, so we were talking about a bunch of different horror games. Uh, we were a bit all over the place for that one, but that's okay. We're going to take it back. And we're going to really do an in-depth look at some of our favorites. Uh, Kyle, do you want to start? Um, no, I, f- I felt like I talked a lot in the last segment. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, how about... Um... All right, well, I'll be started off with, I'll get this done. It's the, since we talked about Shinji Mikami a bit earlier... He had two more projects recently that came out. Uh, they were published under Bethesda. They are called the Evil Within series. And mm-hmm. I can actually get played through both of them so I can make the comparisons. Evil Within 1, I was actually very excited to play because I'm quite a big fan of uh, Mikami's work throughout the years. And I, like I said, the, some of the horror themes and everything, like the enemies and everything all look great. The settings look fantastic. It's just... 
there's a point when I remember me and my friend Costa were playing the game and we climbed up a ladder and then he turned around and jumped off and we realized there was no fall damage in the game. He jumped <laughs> easily over the and landed and nothing happened. And we're like, oh. So basically what we would do is whenever we go against enemies is that we go up to any ladder we would find, climb up to the very top, and then the enemies would chase naturally by climbing up after you. You just jump back down with no damage, and then they wouldn't know what to do. So you shoot them, pick them off, and get easy kills from fall damage. I was just saying, do you remember the trailer for that one, the live-action trailer? No, I don't. It was a live-action trailer for it? Do you remember how the trailer for that one That's was like better. a... <laughs> where, where were you? Like on the yeah, other it was side like a deer and Okay. Yes. Yeah, the trailer, the live-action trailer for that was like a Japanese horror band, deer and Grey. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. No, no, I no, yeah. oh, sorry. I no, just, I basically only pulled oh, yeah, the that trailer. Awesome. It was really bloody and macabre. And All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when, talk about the gameplay wise. Um, the game always has a problem where when you come against certain enemies, that it'll just take control of the camera and it completely changes how the game plays. So really? most of the game you're trying to do, yeah, like most of the game you try and do it like survival horror. So you actually, you know try and use stealth and avoid enemies around to go get kills and everything because you don't want to fight larger groups and everything. But when it, there's this enemy that comes on that has a safer head and wears a butchered outfit with giant hammers, and some of the parts he turns up in, the game just goes, oh, guess what? It's now a top-down view, and you better run through this maze. That's timed, or you're going to get crushed. And it's like, <laughs> what? What, ha- what? Why is it doing this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, um... And then, of course, then we have the whole plot of basically that he was meant to look for his – missing son or daughter and he apparently went to a mental institution where this guy's around and that reveals that this whole plot that you're inside this guy's mind and you're all in the pods at the same time and it's like no that doesn't make any sense you said it, it, the story doesn't make any it's nonsense basically um but when comparing to the evil within two it's basically more straightforward with the plot um yeah more of a expansion on building and customizing your weapons and everything and really can in comparison uh a lot more of a kind of you load into a more of an open world section and then do other stuff and then come back through again while the other one seemed like more of a not more of a set path um like so what kind of gameplay is it well it's like it's very close to the resident evil 4 uh i can say in comparison of a third person over the yeah. shoulder of shooting and everything when it comes to aiming and everything yeah it's very very close to playing uh like resident evil 4 and like more, more modern shooters but Again, they still keep it limited enough uh, when it comes to the gameplay and everything. You can't like keep doing combat roles and everything like Gears of War and all that. So <laughs> it's actually like it's a, it's like a, the, another version of Japanese horror, but more under a Western developer publishing uh, budget and everything. So, like I said, I would say they're worth checking out, but I really recommend more two over the first one, and you don't really have to play the first one to get number two because there's a separate plots. Are you the same characters? I have to double check on that. <clears throat> yeah. So no, well, but it still doesn't matter. Different uh, plot lines, different um, gameplay as well. No, nothing carries over story wise no. anyway. No, not really. Uh, okay. Fair, fair. Um, <laughs> what about you, Carbon? Um, yeah. So I'd like to talk about uh, three games actually, two by the same developer, uh, Playdead Studios. Ooh. They oh, made nice. both uh, Limbo and Inside, which are, yes. I guess, like darker kind of horror-based 
But it's more or less <laughs> like you're being thrust in the situation, and it's like, yeah. oh, what do I do? How do I get out of here? And, you know, yeah, well, they're pretty. Uh, they're pretty, you know, linear, left yeah. or right, you know, roaming around and whatnot. Yep, they're very uh, similar games. Yeah, yeah. Um, though I guess you know, just taking what works and injecting the next game is exactly what they've done. I um, um I played Inside. And the ending of that game is fucking hilarious. I oh, the like... ending is amazing. I was like, this is this is so off the wall and crazy. This is like a perfect ending. I won't, I won't, I won't spoil it for anybody yeah, that's I'm played it, that, end, that ending. I know, right? Like, it just comes out of nowhere, and it's like, yes, it's exactly <laughs> what I wanted. <laughs> it's just, it was so odd. You weren't expecting it, were you? No, definitely not. <laughs> and... I was, I was like, oh, okay, now I'm doing this. Oh, oh, oh. I, fa- I found myself oh, cool. just laughing at it, though. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just so ridiculous. Yeah, it definitely was um, uh, pretty, pretty great. <laughs> so anybody who hasn't played Inside, if you've yeah. played Limbo and you liked it, get Inside. It's um, Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely yeah. check both those out if you haven't already. Yeah. The- and, you know, in indie games, you know, they're usually cheap, usually, you know, yeah. on sale. So and- you can pick them up for pretty cheap. Yeah. The, the games themselves are very, um, I like the term, minimalistic. So you yeah. kind of, they give you a story, but you kind of got to make it up yourself. Pretty much. It's mm. like interpretation, more or less. And even like the puzzles are like pretty similar. I'd say probably the hardest out of the two is probably Limbo. Yeah, like, true, um, true. There's definitely with like timing and like, you know, I got to get from point A to point B before this thing happens. Yep. Or it's See, like, what am I doing with this puzzle? Like. Uh, Anti-gravity, oh man, that makes it more complicated. So. <laughs> See, I really, really love the art style in Limbo. Mm. I think um, the, especially, those guys know how to do foreground and background. Oh yeah, yeah like, definitely. That they got that nailed down. Um, and it's, it's pretty uh, commendable as well, because they pretty much built Limbo from the ground up, like even making their own engine and everything. Yeah. Versus uh, inside where they just use the Uni engine. Yeah. It, it looks pretty great. You know, everyone gives a Uni a bad rap because people, you know, they buy it for cheap and make garbage. But, you know, you can, <laughs> it, a, an engine is just dependent on like the rules you can do in a game. So you put yeah. the work and you make it good. You can make some, uh, some quality work out of there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And Definitely. as well, uh, an- another game that looks very similar, but uh, it has its own like unique quirks and unique mechanics, is uh, Little Nightmares, which is mm. uh, probably in the same realm, same vein. You know, it's pretty minimalistic, like you go left to right, but uh, there's more of like a, a horror element, I guess, because mm. it's definitely uh, a little bit more darker. And this, as the story unravels, it's definitely uh, it's more telling of like what happens in the story. And there's actually with each which each individual chapter, there's like a uh, kind of like a monster, kind of like a humanoid esque creature that you got to kind of like avoid and whatnot. And each individual monster has its own unique abilities and whatnot. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, this guy has like really long arms, or like this guy's like really fast. It's like, oh, this guy's a ghost. Oh no. So, <laughs> See, I like that with um, <laughs> in games, especially with bosses, how the how they can make bosses and whatnot very unique, and they should. Mm. That's that's my favorite yeah. type. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, and that's definitely another game I'd recommend checking out. As as you know, with the other games, it's you know, indie game. It's cheap. You know, 
Yeah. So, uh, so you um, definitely check it out itself. And yeah. as well, you know, it's, it's coming out with a sequel as well. In oh, the, is it really? Coming year. Yeah, and it's going to be a co-op uh, game as well. So yeah. it's going to be definitely interesting to see. When how Little that, Nightmares uh, that, came out, that was it PlayStation exclusive, if I can recall? Uh, I don't recall. First release. Possibly. Yeah. I'm seeing inside. The, uh, no, not yeah, inside. Little, uh, little little nightmares. Little nightmares. Sorry, I think I said yeah. little inside. <laughs> little, little inside. Little nightmares. Yeah. Game, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but, um, uh, yeah, it's it's on pretty much everything, everything now. Everything on Switch now. So. Yeah. Um, talking about indie games, the um <laughs> the game that I want to talk about next is um an indie game called Lone Survivor. Now, this game, it's actually, pr- I could probably say it's one of my favorite games. I think it came back, I think it came out like 2011, 2012, maybe. And I don't think I played it until... Uh, yeah, 2012. I uh, did it? Um, yeah. I don't think I played it until like 2015 or something. So I played it after, but I only got it for like, I don't know, like $2 on Steam. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> it's on everything I believe now, but <clears throat> it is a 2D side-scrolling, I guess you'd call it survival horror adventure. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'd give it that title. Yeah, it's um, it's pixel art. So, yeah, um, you can picture it already, 2D side-scrolling pixel art. It's one of the more creepier games that I've played. It does such a good job of creating this eerie, uncomfortable atmosphere of a game. And this is a game that is perfect for um, playing by yourself in a dark room, headphones, switched into it, you're in the game kind of thing. And it just. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a Silent Hill inspired. Yes, sure. definitely. Have, have you played Lone Survivor? I have actually. I completely yep. forgot about it until I looked it up just now. But <laughs> I, I, I did pick it up for Wii U. And, yeah. Um, you I liked it? Playing a lo- I played a little bit of it. I liked what I played, but a lot of it was like, oh, I don't know where to go next. I'm lost. Yeah. So yeah. There, there's I, didn't, a... I didn't play much of it. And uh, so basically, you play as an, an, a, a no name person. I don't think you get a name. But. um. The entire story is, uh, if I could remember correctly, I haven't played it for ages. Uh, a plague is hit, and I think people are turning into monsters. Like, z- z- um, yeah, it's, it's not exactly clear. I guess yeah. it's kind of like in Silent Hill that way, or it's like, yeah, oh, definitely. am I in the nightmare, or is this all real? What's happening? Yep. Now you can get a gun in the game. You can get weapons, but these monsters are really fucking hard to kill. So your better option is to hide. So you'll have things like you're walking down the hallway and you'll see this monster coming up and you need to like hide in the corner for it to pass you. And they make the creepiest fucking sounds. They walk really creepy. Um, The story itself is, uh, like I said, you meet characters within the game and some of the more creepier characters are the ones that are completely ignoring the apocalypse that's happening. And, by the end of it, you're not quite sure whether or not the this is actually happening or if everything you see is in the mind of your character. It's very much plays with you in that fact. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. But it's just 
This it had is multiple endings as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I only ate it once, actually. Um, but this is a game that really nails aesthetics beautifully. It, like I said, it is creepy. It is uncomfortable. It is scary. That's the best way to describe Lone Survivor. Love, yeah. I love seeing indie games on like <laughs> lists like these, especially because yeah. uh, it just shows this the range of how people can operate within. I think you mentioned this in an episode of the podcast. It's mm-hmm. better to give people a box and tell them to work within it rather than give them an infinity pool yeah. and tell them to work and do yeah, whatever. I feel like you can actually like, be more creative. Game, they, have a, they have a certain amount of skill that they can use. Yep. Yeah, definitely. There's like far too many games. It shows that try these to make, games. They try to become too too grand and too an extravagant. They run out of either time yeah. or money or both. And mm. money get or ideas. Product. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Too many ideas. You need to make this game bigger and grander. And oh, release date's here. Sorry, got to ship it out, boys. Hey, this game's got to be like Gears of War. It's got to be like Halo. But you can have DLC. Like Mario. DLC it's got to be open world, 1,000 hours of gameplay. It's got to be it, it, It's got to be uh, Battle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Battle Royale Mario. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, we just dude. created the um, worst okay, game so- ever that EA is going to make. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, it'll be go- unfinished, and it'll have one character. Yeah. And if you want to unlock Battle Royale, uh, like with more players, you need to buy DLC. Yeah, yeah. Buy, buy. You can only play single player Battle Royale with no bots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please, EA, do not listen to our podcast. It's a Battle Royale <laughs> game, but there's a single player mode. <laughs> Stop giving them ideas, Nick. <laughs> oh, they're trash. They don't deserve to listen to our podcast. Yep. <laughs> All right, so you're going to talk about... All righty, so I'm going to talk about my favorite horror game. Yep. Resident Evil 7. Okay, so Resident Evil 7 uh, was directed by Koshi Naka Nishi. So he directed Resident Evil Revelations on the 3DS. And he was like, hey, guys, we've had enough fun with 4, 5, and 6. Let's go back to survival horror. And that was great because I only played this game for the first time like two years ago, even though it came out in uh, 2017. So actually, it came out two years ago when I played it. Um, <laughs> but it's really taken a big back step back to probably Resident Evil 1, the remake. So you're playing as Ethan Winters, uh, who is goes to like this Mississippi plantation in the deep south to find his wife, who was uh, ended up turning out to be some kind of spy. And basically, you just enter a house of horrors, and it is scary. It's got that, it's got a really good pacing to it because, like, you don't know what's around the corner, what's coming from the left and the right. Uh, the HUD is really good as well because there is no HUD. Uh, you don't know how much damage you're taking other than the blood that's streaked across your face. Uh, even with ammo, I think, if I can recall, you don't even see how much ammo you got left. Or am I wrong? Really no, cool. no, I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so. You're wrong? Yeah. So oh, it's not Mississippi. Sorry, it's Louisiana. Oh, Louisiana. Yeah, I'm, I was wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very bare bones HUD. It's a very bare, very bare bones HUD. But, um, no, it's not like so the It's got really interesting game mechanics. Oh, it's first person. So it was the very first. It was the first first person Resident Evil game. No, Which wasn't. I think was a good thing for the franchise. because no, it wasn't. Of the, oh, other than, let's say, Survivor. Survivor. Yeah, which was the, the rail voice. shooters. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we don't count rail shooters. They're not yeah. real games. 
survival yeah. wasn't a rail shooter. It's a yeah, it's no, very it, linear, but it was the but first main shooter. game. Yeah, it was the first. Yeah. It was the first numbered game okay. to have. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to split hairs, I will get the microscope. I'm not splitting hairs. What are you talking uh, about? So Ethan, Ethan is probably the toughest human being on earth. But it was survival was an arcade game. I'm pretty sure that got ported yes, to but, the PlayStation. But you can actually. Um, uh, with the gun controls, because I remember you actually had a gun to uh, shoot with it, right? You could actually um, walk with it. It was just this weird thing that they had. So you could actually walk around, but it was very linear. Oh, so yeah, that's actually, right. Yeah. 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 So it it had some really weird mechanics. Yeah, there. that's right. And then they blamed... They blamed um they blamed Columbine on that game. <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> they, they blamed yeah they blamed Columbine by, by on that game because it was the first um it was one of the first light light gun shooters for Namco uh, yeah. when they released the, the gun con the G con yeah and uh, it wasn't very far after that that um those crazy kids shut up Columbine um <laughs> R.I.P. everyone. No, yeah, just not connecting right. the dots on purpose. That's just the information. Um, but yeah, Ethan Winters is like, I like the fact that you can't see his face ever in the game because it's easy to put yourself into it. You don't know what it. he looks like. No, you don't know what, don't know what Ethan like. looks like. Oh. No, okay, not at all. Cool. So it's good for the game because unlike other Resident Evil games where you're playing a character, this is you. This is how you play the game. This is what you would do in this situation. Uh, does he have a but voice? Yeah, so talk? the whole game kind of leads to the Baker game. He does. That's the only thing that changes um, that whole immersiveness of it. But still, he's a bit deadpan and stuff, but the voice is just there so you can actually get your point across. Okay, yep. <clears throat> and it kind of is a bit better because you want to be talking out loud while you're running away from weird shit or, say, <laughs> Joe Baker or Jack Baker, mm. the patriarch of the family who's an absolute psychopath who is basically in half and tries to murder you. Um, but, yeah, so the game kind of crosses all these boundaries. It just um, one, of the, one of my favourite mechanics is you can find videotapes and then you can play the characters in the videotapes. Yeah. So, like, there's one part where you find a videotape of basically an escape room and you've got to do all this stuff to do the escape room. Uh, and let me guess. And then it ends with You pick with up your the death. videotape and you're like, and then how the fuck am I going to play this? Who has a VCR? <laughs> <laughs> and the game ends, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. You can't find the VCR. <laughs> no, there's VCR. This place is from the 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 like the nineties, man. This is like an old school place. Um, <laughs> yeah, right, it's like what do I fucking what does Ethan do with this? Yeah, but you play you play as this character uh, Clancy going through this house of horrors in a yeah. like an escape room. And then it ends with his death and he burns alive. And then when you finally get locked in that room, you know what to do to avoid that situation. Oh, you know okay. how to kind of trick the system. So, so it kind of, yeah. The videotapes yeah, are hints. But then towards almost. the end, sorry, keep going. The videotapes are hints. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, lots of things happen in the video games that you end up doing afterwards. Yeah. Um, towards the end of the game, it becomes more a traditional action game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got your classic Resident Evil where you head down into the lab and the mines and stuff, That's and then cool. at the very end, you find fucking Chris Redfield w- working for Umbrella. What the hell is going on? Yeah, but Umbrella's had a massive rebrand. Uh, 
they did a 180. So, yeah. So Umbrella isn't Umbrella anymore. Umbrella is like a good company. So it's really changed a lot. Um, It also had two fucking DLCs. One where you played as Chris Redfield, who does not have massive arms anymore. He has normal arms. And also one called uh, Ender Zoe, which is probably the best DLC ever. Yeah, he stopped juicing. Because it is punching bad things of the game. You're you're this tough guy, like he's a bloody. He lives in a little shack and he's a crocodile fighter by trade, <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes around punching all the bad what things. The and you are just going around boxing and beating the shit out of all the molded creatures. It is the funnest mode. Um, it also yeah. has a bunch of awesome DLC, uh, <laughs> like well, not even DLC parts of the main game. Like, business. Yeah. sorry. Sorry, no, no, no. Continue. Uh, I have a question after you finish. Go. On. Oh well. Um, I just wanted to know about the enemies now. in it, right? Because yeah. what I gathered from the trailers and what I've seen is that there's a family. There's a psychotic family, right? Are they the bosses or are they just the normal enemies in the game? Can you kill them? Other other monsters that you fight, not zombies, but monsters or something. Like I, I was kind yeah. of unclear yeah. about that in the game. Yeah, there's monsters. It's called the molded. So you got all these monsters that are kind of uh, molded out of, uh, I don't know, bits of this virus that's spreading. Um, so basically, the family's been infected by this virus, and they've got it inside them, and it's turning them crazy. So they're mm-hmm. not crazy people by nature; they're just normal people. But they've just been infected, and they are. Lots of them are the main bosses. They Only are the really boss. three they of are them the are the main yeah. bosses. Okay. Do they oh, actually, you know what, don't spoil them. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. No spoilers. No, but uh, some of the some of the side games are really good. Mm-hmm. There's a really good side game called Ethan Must Die, which you play through and one hit will kill you. You play through this course, one yeah. hit will kill you. Uh, it is so hard. I've gotten like one inch away from closing it, uh, mm-hmm. finishing it, but I never have finished it. Uh, there's a Saw-like DLC where you play uh, Blackjack and against this other guy and as you lose like this fucking thing chops off your fingers or you get electric shocked (laughs) it's pretty insane so it's what the fuck's uh, nick nick Nick. yes hello yeah what's that anime called the the gambling one uh uh, kaji or kaiji yeah kaiji i think that's it kaiji yeah so it's kind of like kaiji Kaiji. (laughs) gambling but then if you lose you lose a finger (laughs) Or an eye, or you pretty much literally get electrocuted. <laughs> You'd like IG. Yep. But yeah. Sorry. It's got yeah, a I'll lot go of uh, throwbacks to Evil Dead and that kind of stuff. Really? Yeah. Oh. No, it's got a lot of throwbacks to Evil Dead and all that kind of uh, old school horrors. Yeah. Just the way uh, Mia will talk. I, I've got your soul now. <laughs> and Ethan's cool because he gets his arm chopped off and he just doesn't care. He's like, whatever. How do you play the rest of the game? Was <laughs> picks it up and up. keeps moving. Oh, okay. What a legend. Nice. What a trooper. I get stapled back on. Absolute trooper. <laughs> get stapled back on. Well, he staples it on. Yeah, that's why. Nah, he wakes up and it's back on somehow using the power of plot devices. Okay. It, either way, it sounds like an interesting game. I really so, do want to fucking play it. Um, because I am a mass fan of Resident Evil. You have to. But I just I wasn't happy with their last few games. That's why I haven't played... Um, I guess that's why I haven't played Resident Evil 7. 
Yeah. Because, yeah, I just, I didn't know. I'm retconned uh, it all. <laughs> so you're taking the series in a whole new direction as well. Oh, well, it's going to be awesome when they release Resident yeah. Evil 8, and it's going to be like Resident Evil 7, but more Doom inspired. Or Halo, the multiplayer. What happened? They're going to release yeah, Resident Evil 8, it's going to be yeah. a battle royale. Well, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Zombies everywhere. Well, you saw, did you, you saw the trailer for that? You saw the trailer for that new Resident Evil, didn't you? Where it's a 4v1? Yeah, and... that looks like trash. Oh, um, <laughs> Resident Evil Umbrella Crackles, was it? No, 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 no. That, that's no, the, first, that's was, the rail shooter. something else. Um, but, um, Raccoon but yeah, I think it's just something. called, I think it's called like Project Resistance or something like that. Something along those lines. Me and Nick have it. We should play it. Yeah, it's, Project it's actually, oh, wait. Is no, it, this is a new one. Oh. Yeah, it's a new one that's coming it's out. It's a new one. Oh. I'm trying to get that, uh, yeah. that Dead by Daylight Friday the 13th style. Because, um, me and Multiple Nick, survivors against the big yeah. entity. Yeah, me and Nick but, got this uh, game, uh, Resident Evil Raccoon something, Raccoon City something. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Operation Raccoon City. Yeah, Operation, Operation Raccoon City. Operation Raccoon City. And I think we only played the first Operation. level, but it was really fun yeah. to play yeah. that in a multiplayer setting. Yeah, but it's hard to use because it's still stuck under yeah. the games for Window Live thing. Yeah. Yeah, the games oh, for yeah. Window Live. Remember fun. when they tried to have that for a while? Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, right. It's one of those games released under that. That makes it kind of hard to connect online and everything because of it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fuck, they. Hopefully, they re release that one because that but was yeah, actually definitely, quite um, fun. The new one that's coming out, the new one, Project Resistance, looks awesome because you play as a team of four and then one person plays as the controller and he mm-hmm. controls the waves of monsters that are coming out and getting you. Kind of like okay. Left yeah. Dead, but someone plays as the bad guy and he's like controlling all the shit. <laughs> Uh, it could be fun, but from what the the footage that I've so, seen, I'm definitely not impressed. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, awesome. There's also another game that I wouldn't mind talking about, guys, which is um, Indio Prophecy. If you guys know what that is, also um, known as Fahrenheit. Uh, I just want to look up. Uh, I can't remember the director's name. Um, he's the same guy who did uh, David Cage. David Cage. That's it. Uh, yeah. Detroit, Beyond Human, Heavy Rain. Yeah. <laughs> you make games with emotion. Yeah, emotion. Ah, Especially emotion. prophecy. <laughs> now, this game is... Um, have you played it, Nick? No. Okay, Dylan, have you played it? No. I haven't played it, but I've definitely heard uh, a lot um, of stuff about it and definitely how uh, it pretty much goes 180. Uh, no, Nick, have you played it? Yes, I said yes. Yeah, you play, did you play it to completion? Yes, including the. Should we spoil the ending fight? Yeah, the the game came out in two thousand and five. Like it's. Uh... Yeah, including when it comes into the Matrix fight with the hobo. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 and you have that awkward sex scene as well. Like oh, it's yeah. just. <laughs> All right, just to. It is a horror game, but basically, um, if you played Heavy Rain, if you played Detroit, it's. Basically, this guy's first game, David Cage, and he tries to get emotion. He tries to make game that look amazing. Uh, I'm doing air quotes, by the way. Uh, and the game itself. <laughs> somebody eating? Nick, are you eating? No, <laughs> I can hear that over the mic. No, I'm not. Somebody, no, n- nerdy Nick. How the best way to describe it? You are a person who is being framed for some murders, I believe. And so you got to try to go through and um, 
kind of uh, clear your name, okay? And uh, there's a cop that's chasing you down um, and all these situations you get into and somehow it ends in a Matrix-style fight. It's more of a point... It it feels more like a point-and-click adventure as well, actually, because you go into, like, one of the first, I think, levels is you go into a bar and you just got to walk around, talk to a bunch of people, look at a bunch of shit until more story happens. So it's a video game movie, but it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and it has like these horror elements to it. We're like, oh, well, God. Most of, David, most of David Cage's games are basically in- immersive movies. Yes. Yes, they definitely are. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember one of the first things I did, right, in the game is I went to, oh, you wake up at his house and you have a drink. Oh, like, I had some alcohol. And then I went and took some pills, some painkillers, and my guy's like, "Ugh!" It's like, "Dude, end of the game, you died." <laughs> and that's te- that's technically an ending, so you could technically beat the game in like thirty seconds. <laughs> wow! Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, well, cool. that's the that's the thing. It's like Dave- Far Cry Four. <laughs> well, the thing about David Cage's games is room. that <laughs> win the game. No, yeah, they they have a lot of endings, multiple endings, a fuck ton of endings, and which is ironic because David Cage always says that he designed his games around just playing through them once. So, really, yeah, no way, that's interesting. <laughs> no, 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 I find that interesting. Mm. Hmm. Oh, okay. There's a right also way to play all of these David games. Cage, uh, <laughs> Whenever someone plays it wrong, he's like, no, wrong. <laughs> Fahrenheit wasn't actually his first game. His first game was uh, Omicron, the Nomad Soul, which was a PC game. Oh, really? oh, my God. That game is dog shit. That is so bad. <laughs> no <laughs> way. Look up, some, look up some footage and you'd be like, holy shit. This is, uh, this is trash. <laughs> <laughs> Really, like uh, he, he, he more or less went out of his way to make a giant like sci-fi, like um, universe, like world, and he even got like David, David Bowie involved, and he's like, "Oh man, you know, I love this. You know, I'll do some music for it." Oh, uh, it is David out, Bowie. Yeah, it came out, and it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did he do before this, though? Nothing, apparently. Apparently, uh, Omicron was his first game. Fair enough. He <laughs> worked at a Chick-fil-A or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that, that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Omicron. Ah, awesome. I think that's time. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll, see. we'll patch this up here and uh, we'll plan for our next one, which is horror anime. Manga, anime, comic books as well. Can we go to comic books? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, well, there's probably yeah. a few horror comic books. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, there's lots and lots of horror There's comics. a lot. Like, like, I'm sure Marvel have yeah, done horror comic books and shit before. Oh, there's not, this has yeah. been whole genres. Like, before, even we were reading comic books, even before Spider-Man or anything, they used to have horror stuff. Mm. That used to be mostly horror sci-fi as well. Yep. Oh, stay out, stay out of mm-hmm. So yeah, next week, anime, manga, comic books, yeah. cartoons, even. Yeah, sure. uh, we could do the um, yeah Halloween specials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So that will be next week's yeah. episode. So stay tuned, guys. We love you. We're going, guys. 
don't forget to check us out on Twitter at www.demfancy slash dem. No, fuck. Don't worry. Just come to our Twitter page. All links will be on our thing. Um, www.demfancy.com. <laughs> <laughs> he just gave up. Fucked up. <laughs> Wait. Okay, stop. Be, uh, Rewind. You've been listening to another Dem Fancy. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter, www.twitter.com backslash Fancy, or you can find us on Instagram backslash Dinosaurs. We're on all the socials. We're on all the podcatchers. If you've heard us because some crazy person on the street was yelling out our name, look us up, guys. And if you're here from PodCoin, just give us a shout and we'll uh, talk to you. And again, thanks to all our Patreon subscribers. We have five of them now. Woo! We have Shane. We have Jason. We have uh, our latest one is uh, Discount Podcast. We have Jason and we have Wondersoul. So thanks, guys. You guys have been awesome. Thank you, guys. Love you. Love you, Andrew. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Kiss, kiss. Bye. Bye. Kiss.